Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1413 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneur seven days a week. And Fire Nation, I am dropping value bombs daily on Snapchat. It is the only direct mentoring that I do, so check out my JLD rants. Under John Lee Dumas, it is the best way to start your day. And let's start our day today by chatting with our featured guest, Tucker Max. Tucker, are you prepared to ignite? Let's do it. I'm yes. ready. Tucker is the co-founder of Book in a Box, a company that turns ideas into books. He wrote three number one New York Times bestsellers, including I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. His books have sold over three million copies, have been translated into over 30 languages, and he's credited with creating the literary genre fratire. So Tucker, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Well, personal life right now, I'm, I'm 40 now, so I'm kind of old. I have, a, I have a wife and a two-year-old son and a, a daughter on the way. And uh, my life is very different, man. I, I, it's not like it was when I was writing those books. I think it's pretty funny because I was listening to your show with Tim Ferriss, which was a, a great episode. And, you know, you're just like, yeah, people read my books, you know, that I wrote years and years and years ago. And then they just like assume that I'm that person now. Well, like I'm 40. I have a kid. Like my life is different. You know, this is just kind of the reality as it is. So, you know, Fire Nation, just realize that you can reinvent yourself. You're going to shift. You're going to adjust as you go along this journey as entrepreneurs. And Tucker's going to be talking a little bit about that today. But first, Tucker, we are super focused on EO Fire about generating revenue because we're entrepreneurs and that's what makes the world go around. So how do you today make money in your business? So, uh, you know, I, I still have obviously my royalty streams from my books, which still sell, which is now passive income for me. But active income for me is my company, Book in a Box. It's what I spend all my time doing that, you know, that I don't spend with family. And the company, we're two years old. We've done about 300 books and we've generated about $5 million, uh, give or take, in top line sales in that time. Now, one thing that I just kind of love to dive into when, you know, I'm thinking about things like book in a box and I'm thinking about opportunities that have kind of just sprung up from different avenues and different areas is like, where'd that idea come from? I mean, you were obviously scratching an itch. You obviously saw a void that needed to be filled, which had you create this company that, again, you've now, you think you said you did over, you've done over 300 books to date. So, where did that come from? Where did that idea spring? So it's funny, dude, because uh, I was looking at your, you know, your uh, questions the sure. set you have for all your guests. And I feel like the, the, the lowest entrepreneurial moment and the aha moment that led to this company are actually the same story. That is amazing. And you are a storyteller. So kick back, take over the mic, my friend, and just, just really tell that story. Okay. All right. So uh, I was at an entrepreneurial dinner in New York City. And this woman comes up to me and she says, hey, you're the, you know, the publishing guy who did all those books. And I said, yeah, of course. Like that's my only identity on earth is the publishing book guy. <laughs> and uh, she says, listen, I've had people for 10 years ask me to write uh, a book. Uh, she's like, what I do is very unique and it's a, a, a very specific niche. It's called pop-up retail. So like uh, it's kind of popular now. This was about three years ago when, when I met her or two and a half so years ago, and she, uh, no one really knew what it was. And she said, you know, like, everyone wants this book. Most people can't afford me. 
I've been trying to get it out of my head, but the reality is I have a daughter and a company. I cannot sit at a computer for a year and type this book out, right? And, and she's like, plus the whole process is so frustrating. And uh, she's like, you know, how do I solve this problem? How do I get this book out of my head without having to go through that? And so uh, instead of thinking like an entrepreneur, right, I, I, th- I, I immediately went into my snooty, snobbish, elitist writer mode. And I looked at her and I said, are you asking me how to write a book without writing it? <laughs> and she said, yeah, actually kind of like got really bright. She's like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Uh, and so then like a total jerk, I start lecturing this woman about hard work and about perseverance. And this is <laughs> deeply ironic because this woman's done more in her life than I probably ever will. And she kind of patiently listens to me for maybe two or three minutes And then she rolls her eyes and she kind of looks at me, stops me and says, Tucker, this is an entrepreneurial dinner. Are you an entrepreneur? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, of course. She's like, she kind of looks at me like really skeptically. So I don't know. I'm not sure about that because entrepreneurs spend their time helping other people solve their problems. Are you going to help me solve my problem or just lecture me about hard work? I was like, oh, she totally, dude, it it was a gut punch call out. And it was so bad because (laughs) she was 100% right. I was being such a prick and I was so wrong. And I was being the type of elitist snob that I hate, which was why it was like so shameful. And so, of course, I became obsessed with this idea. How do I get this uh, book out of her head without her having to touch a keyboard? And I, I honestly, man, John, I really didn't think it was possible because in my mind and my identity is as a writer, or at least it used to be. And so in my mind, there's no way to be a writer without writing. Like that's the entire point is the how the struggle you go through and that's what makes the book good. And all I, I believed all that nonsense. Uh, and then one day I was in the shower, like totally cliche. And it came to me, Socrates never wrote a word down. Uh, uh, scribes did, right? And Jesus never wrote a word down. His apostles did. And Buddha never wrote a word down. His disciples did. And Malcolm X never wrote a word down. I mean, I could go on and on and on. There's all these great figures in history that have their brilliant ideas in books and they never put pen to paper, right? And so I was like, well, if Socrates can do it, why can't Melissa? And so the, the rough idea in my head was, I know exactly how to structure a book, exactly what you have to do to turn your ideas into a book because I've been doing it for a decade. So I, I, I got on a whiteboard. I wrote everything down, every single step, step by step by step. And then I got on the phone and I said, all right, Melissa, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to, instead of telling you what to do and then you sit at a computer and do it, I'm going to interview you at every step of the way and get everything out of your head. And then I'm going to do the work behind the scenes. Right. But here's the thing. It's not going to be ghostwriting because I don't, I didn't want to learn anything about pop-up retail and she didn't want the book to be ghostwritten. She didn't, she didn't want me writing what I think about her business. It had to be her ideas in her words and her voice. So we kind of, uh, I, I got my friend Zach to help me and we kind of, uh, went through this process and uh, John super skeptical. I really didn't think this was going to work. <laughs> and then it turned into this amazingly good book and the book blew up for her. Like it, it, she got, uh, she signed a couple multi-million dollar contracts with, uh, big mall retailers. She got all this business. She got all this media. She's now like kind of a big name in, in retail media. Um, because she wrote the first book on pop-up retail. She already was the expert. She just wrote the book. 
And then here's, here's, here's how stupid. This is why I say it's my worst, worst entrepreneurial moment is because, um, even at that point, after I helped her solve her problem and the book was amazing, I still didn't think there was a business there, right? I thought this was like a one-off thing. And then I went on, uh, you know, our friend who you know well, Lewis Howes, I went on Lewis's podcast to talk about something totally different. And Lewis is dyslexic and he just turned in his book that became School of Greatness and he was talking about how hard it was to write. And so I told him about this, this thing I did with this woman and he's like, that's so cool. He thought it was a company, right? Yeah. And he's like, what do you call it? And I didn't have a name. And Zach had jokingly called it Book in a Box. He said, oh, we're doing a Book in a Box for her. And so I said, oh, we call it Book in a Box. And Lewis is like, that's the best idea ever. Uh, I, all my fans go check out this company. It's so cool, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, whatever, Lewis, like Lewis is just getting excited about things. So <laughs> the next day I get an email uh, and I know Lewis is, Lewis is like you. He records a bunch of podcasts. It takes him, he releases them over a month or so. And I was like, well, uh, I get an email about book in a box. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And this guy's like, Hey, I can't find anything on the internet about your book in a box. Where can I sign up? And I write back, I'm like, who the hell are you and how do you know about this? He goes, oh, sorry, dude. I'm Lewis's sound mixer uh, and podcast producer, but I, this is so cool. I wanted to sign up today. And I was like, oh, my God. I call up <laughs> Zach and I'm like, dude, I feel so stupid. I think we may have just stumbled upon a really big business. You know what? why I'm embarrassed, John, is because uh, I'm a writer for a decade. As soon as you write a book, you get two questions. Number one is, what's your book about, right? And people listen politely and they don't really care most of the time. But the second question they're waiting to ask is, how can I write a book? Oh, how, did you, how did you do it, right? For a decade, people have been asking me this. And here it was, I invented a way to write a book in a totally simple, easy way that was way better than the old way for most people. And yet it didn't even occur to me that it was a book. Or that, I'm sorry, that it was a, a company, Right. And now here we are two years later, we've done 300 books, $5 million in sales, and I was too dumb to see this in front of my face. In fact, I could have started this company five years ago if I hadn't been so arrogant about what I thought you had to do to write a book. If I thought as a problem solver, not as a, a jerk writer, I would, have, I would have been an entrepreneur sooner than I am. Wow. I mean, Fire Nation, I really hope you're taking this in. And Tucker, like, I want to omit something too. I mean, you're being so vulnerable here and, and just sharing, you know, how stupid and arrogant you were over all these years. I mean, it just reminds me of whatever happens when I was asked, hey, John, like, how do you start your, you know, like your podcast? Like, I really love it. Like, tell me about your podcast. And just like you with the book, like people would kind of glaze their eyes over. So I'd be like, yeah, so I interview entrepreneurs seven days a week. But their follow-up question was always, Oh, but how do you create your podcast? Like, how, how can I create my podcast? And it took a year of people just basically saying that over and over again before I finally had the idea to launch what's now become, you know, our marquee program, Podcasters Paradise, back in 2013, that now has over 3,000 members, has done over $4 million in revenue, all because I finally got it through my head that, hey, maybe that question that people are asking, how do I podcast, I could actually solve for them with a the community, just like Tucker solved the problem of how can I write a book when I don't have any time, when I'm, you know, have kids, I don't have any extra energy or effort. Well, book in a box, you know, podcasters paradise. These are the solutions to major problems, you know, that are generating 
tons of revenue for the Creators Foundation. So think about that. And Tucker, real quick, I just want to ask the question, you know, fast forward to today, what has Book in a Box accomplished numbers-wise? I mean, you mentioned over 300 books. Can you get specific on the numbers real quick? Yeah, uh, so we've done 300. So I think we've got about 50 books, give or take, that are published. Another 250 that are in process right now that will be published over the next six to months or so. We've got uh, 14 full-time employees. We work with about 100 to 120 freelancers pretty consistently. Five million top-line sales. Wow. I would say um, probably one and a half to two million in profit. We're not quite at 50% uh, operating profit, which would be nice. Maybe we'll get there eventually, but mm. uh, we're not there yet. Um, we're growing uh, about 20% quarter over quarter. We just did our first million dollar quarter last what? quarter. Yeah, Congratulations, brother. It's pretty nice. Yeah, we're trying you to get down to Puerto Rico. Yeah, dude, I, listen, I wish. I got a kid, though, man. I got and another on the way. That's It's tough to travel with kids. Dude. That's so true. I totally understand that. But, you know, kind of going back to the story that you told about the woman, you know, who rolled her eyes and looked at you and said, Tucker, like, are you an entrepreneur or are you just a writer? And, like, she called you out. You made it happen. And, you know, you, you shared that as being both the worst and one of your greatest aha moments that you've had. But what I want to kind of talk about now for a brief minute is take us now into Book in a Box. You just share with us the numbers that you're currently experiencing today. I mean, a million dollar quarter you just had. I mean, incredible what you've done. But take us to one of the biggest struggles that you had post-launch of Book in a Box. I want to hear one of the toughest things that you experienced that kind of maybe surprised you. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a big one. And this is one that I've not uh, talked about publicly much yet. We're, we're about to release this uh, like this week, actually. Um, it, it was about four months ago, actually about five months ago, I realized, quite frankly, that I was failing as the CEO of this company. Uh, like, uh, uh, you know, Zach and I did a great job starting it. We scaled it pretty well for the first or built it for the first year. But the second year was really about scaling a business. Cause as you know, you know, when it's, it's one or two people doing a few things, uh, it's pretty easy. But once you start managing people and once you start doing the same things at scale, it becomes a totally different business. And quite frankly, John, Zach, and I were failing at scaling the business. Mm-hmm. We've done a great job starting the business, but scaling is just different. And um, long, long story short, I had to swallow my pride uh, really deeply and fire myself as CEO of my company and hire someone who was an amazing uh, CEO and, and uh, who, who had a ton of experience scaling uh, companies. That's why we just had a million dollar quarter is because we brought on a pro and I stepped aside and let a pro be a pro. This is huge, Fire Nation. And I've heard this before from other entrepreneurs. Like when you start a company, like it's your baby. Like you're the CEO, you're the founder, you're the president. And guess what? You're likely the right CEO to get you there, you know, wherever there is. But you're not likely the right CEO to get you to where your dreams are. Like you might be the right CEO to get you to a million dollars in revenue. But you might not be the, the right CEO to get you to 10 million, to 100 million, and beyond. You just have to understand that and say, hey, do I want to do what's best for me, you know, or is best for my business and for my baby that I've created? And, you know, those that really love their business, like obviously you do, Tucker, I mean, you, you make the right decision. That's powerful. Now, you've given Tucker a lot of just really honest, vulnerable revelations about yourself and, you know, past transgressions. But what would you say overall? your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur is? 
My biggest weakness has now actually become a strength of mine. I used to be really bad at thinking about business as just uh, all businesses is people solving problems for other people and then exchanging uh, the, that solution for for um, for some other value, right? And I, it's easy to look at business and, and think about money and think about numbers and think about like press and status, but all of the underlying bedrock of all business is the exchange of value. And the exchange of value is predicated on solving a problem for somebody. And that means you've got to understand who your customer is and you've got to have deep empathy and understand not just like uh, they're not, they might not be buying from you what you think you're selling. They're buying the solution to a problem. It's like the classic business school anecdote that, that no one's buying a drill, a quarter inch drill. They're buying a quarter inch hole, right. you know? And, and it took me, it, I think it was a great weakness of mine that I didn't understand that for a long time on a deep emotional level. And now I've kind of jujitsu that. And now everything in our business, I think of in terms of how does it impact the author uh, that we're trying to service? Um, how does this get them what they want? Because if we get them what they want, we're going to be fine. That's huge, Fire Nation, to come to that type of realization about yourself. You know, just like Tucker, to come to that realization but hey, maybe I'm not the right CEO to take us to where I see this business going. So having that weakness turning into a strength is massive. Now, obviously, Tucker, you have some great things going on with Book in a Box. You have, you know, maybe some more free time now. I don't know that you've stepped aside and this new CEO is crushing it for you. What is the one thing that you are most fired up about today? Setting family aside, because uh, I'll just tell you, like, if we're talking about all over uh, in terms of my whole life, there's nothing more amazing than having uh, a great wife and uh, and kids, and it, that there's nothing. I it's it's like one of those things that you hear people talk about before you're married with kids, and you're just like, Ugh, enough of your cloying <laughs> nonsense, right? And because like I could care less about anyone else's wife or kid or their relationship, but then once I have it. I'm, I totally get now why people won't shut up about that stuff. It's really, truly amazing. Um, but in the business world, the thing I'm most fired up about, I think, um, is uh, quite honestly, man, I, even though this started to solve, uh, Book in a Box started to solve one entrepreneur's problem, um, it, I realized that there was not just a, like, it's not that we could make a lot of money. I mean, money is great, but we're making a lot of money because we're solving a huge problem. There are so many smart people who have accumulated so much wisdom that is really beneficial to other people and they keep it in their heads, not because they're selfish or because they're bad people, but because it's just too much effort to put it into a book uh, or a podcast or a speech or any number of other things. And so... Um, what we're starting to do is expand beyond books to like full platforms and speeches and whatever because uh, we're creating processes where people can easily turn their wisdom uh, and knowledge into uh, information to share with other people, right? I mean, you kind of do the same thing just with podcasts. And I think it's incredibly powerful. Now we're starting to see, man, not just our authors succeed, but people who read the books that we helped authors create succeed in huge ways. And it's like, it, I don't know, it's really exciting. We didn't write the books, but we're, the reason the books are in existence is because we help these really wise people put their wisdom into a form the rest of the world could access. And that's really cool. Tucker, when you talk about stuff like seeing people that are now succeeding 
because of content they've read by authors who you've helped through Book in a Box. I mean, to me, I always sum up that phrase by the ripple effect. This ripple effect that you're having from putting your ideas into action, creating Book in a Box, and now having these authors put their thoughts out there into the world, and having people consume that content, turning around and being inspired to do their thing, that's now inspiring others, that ripple effect, Fire Nation, is powerful. So, Never diminish that fact. And now don't go anywhere, Tucker, Fire Nation. You stick around too because we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. You're probably finding out pretty quickly that when you run your own online business, your prospects, partners, and customers aren't always in the same city or state as you are. So how do you, the business owner, continue to grow your business and provide excellent service even when you can't meet face-to-face? A tool we use here at EO Fire to help us stay on top of our communication is eVoice. eVoice allows you to forward calls and voice messages to any line, so regardless of whether you're in the office or on the go, you can still be in touch. Want a line with a professional greeting and menu options that make it easy for your callers to be routed quickly? eVoice provides that too. See how eVoice can help you connect with your prospects, partners, and customers quickly and easily. Visit eVoice.com today. eVoice is offering Fire Nation an extended 60-day free trial. Visit eVoice.com and use promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Choosing a hosting company for your website is one of the toughest decisions you'll have to make as an entrepreneur. Finding the right plan is important and customer support can be critical. That's why I want to tell you about Host Papa, a turnkey solution that offers affordable pricing and an award-winning support team. If you're a small business owner, digital entrepreneur, or freelancer, visit hostpapa.com slash fire to check out what our friends at Host Papa have to offer. And because they're fans of this podcast, they're offering our listeners 15% off new shared hosting accounts. Just enter code FIRE at checkout for a 15% discount. That's hostpapa.com slash FIRE and use the code FIRE to get 15% off powerful, reliable, and secure website hosting for small business owners just like you. Tucker, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Quite frankly, my arrogance. I mean, I told the story, but uh, it, it, I, I, I thought that because I was a writer, that made me, that gave me status or, or made me sort of fancy, whatever. And so I defended the process of the writer, in quotes, uh, instead of seeing um, a book as a problem to be solved. And once uh, that woman, Melissa Gonzalez, the story I told her, her name is Melissa, once she gut punched me and called me out, Um, then kind of all this whole company came from me not being so arrogant. Melissa, thank you for gut punching Tucker for real. Tucker, (laughs) what's the best advice you have ever received? I got this from, uh, my current CEO, JT, uh, his name is JT McCormick. Long, long story short, we were kind of going back and forth on a decision uh, in the company and he looked at me and he said, is it about you or is it about the company? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he walked me through the decision And what I realized was, I I thought I was making the right decision in quotes, but what I was really doing was making an issue about me and about my sort of identity and my ego instead of about what's right for the group. And I I wrote that on the wall in our our office now. Um, It's not about you. It's about us. And every time I make a decision, we any of us make decisions about the company, uh, about what we're doing, 
I always, I always check myself and I say, am I making it about me or not? Because it seems like almost every single time I make it about me, I make the wrong decision. And every time I make it about us, I make the right decision. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? This was so small and so many people don't do this. Every single day, I schedule a uh, 8 a.m. to 11.30. I schedule a three and a half hour block in the morning. I actually changed it today for you for to, to uh, do your podcast. I know. But uh, I make a few exceptions. But for the most part, I hold 8 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Sacred. It's sacred. And that is my creative maker mindset time. No interruptions, nothing. I just dive in and do, do my writing. I do my deep thinking. I do my reading. I do all of it then. And in the afternoon is for calls and email and all that other stuff. The maker mindset and Fire Nation, your best energy, your best just clarity, all of that stuff is going to come in the morning. Like save the crap for later in the day when you're already kind of starting to run on fumes anyways. Now, Tucker, share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. Oh, dude, Slack is the best. Uh, like we run our entire company on Slack. It, it's a like sort of a chat program, but it's like it's different than any other chat program. It's just way better, and it's going to become end up becoming the platform for all businesses. I, I got lucky and, and was an early investor in Slack, Congrats. and I started using it. And, and my, my buddy uh, Kamal uh, is like, "You need to start using this." And now we run uh, fourteen remote em- uh, and full time employees and a hundred plus uh, freelancers on Slack, and it's seamless. It's amazing. Wow. Love that. If you could recommend just one book, Tucker, and it can be one of your own, it's totally cool. What would it be and why? I'm going to recommend two, but there's a reason. Uh, the first thing I want to do is, is say if anyone is interested in um, like sort of uh, the book in a box process, like our company charges money to do this as a service, but we wrote a book uh, that describes our exact process. So anyone can do it themselves for free. I just sent you the link, John. Uh, if your audience can go to bookinabox.com slash fire and they can download the PDF of our book for free. I'm not going to recommend it. I'm just saying if you want, if you have a book idea in your head and you can't afford us and you want to get it out of your head, that book will walk you through step by step exactly how to do the entire thing. Um, uh, but the book I would recommend the book that helped me in all my issues the most is this book called The Trauma of Everyday Life. Uh, it's by Mark Epstein. He's um, a Buddhist and a psycho uh, a psychologist. And uh, the book was just, it was really the one that helped me kind of get past a lot of my identity issues and a lot of my arrogance and helped me really kind of all the things you've heard about that I got past. I got past, I think, a lot because of this book and the work that, that I did as a result of it. Wow. Fire Nation, we got some great stuff for you coming up here at the end because Tucker has shared bookinabox.com slash fire. That's the link you want to go to to check out what he has for you there because their entire process, by the way, incredibly valuable, not free if you go with them, but you can get all of the content at bookinabox.com slash fire and implement it yourself. Amazing opportunities here. So Tucker, end with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you slash your business, and then we'll say goodbye. Awesome. So company is bookinabox.com. If if any of your fans want to email me, it's just tucker at bookinabox.com. Uh, I actually check my own email because I reserve a period of a day each day for email and I actually go through and do it. (laughs) So uh, I'm pretty easy to reach. I'm happy to, to talk to anybody. 
I love it. Well, Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with TM, Tucker Max, and JLD Me today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. If you just type Tucker in the search bar, the show notes page for this episode is going to pop up. It is the best show notes page in the biz. Links to everything that we've talked about, timestamped, links it's all there right there. But of course, what I really want you to do, my strong call to action here at Fire Nation, that CTA, head over to bookinabox.com slash fire. Check out what's going on there because this is just great content for you to consume as an entrepreneur. So take action on that. And number two, shoot Tucker an email. Thank him for being on the show. Ask him a question if you have a question about the process. When people like Tucker actually set aside time every single day to answer emails, and then when they come on a show like EO Fire, which just in July had over 1.5 million listens, and they throw their actual email address out there, you be one of those few people, those tiny percentile of, of people that are going to actually take action. Send them an email, say thank you, ask a question if you have one, or just say thanks. Tucker at Book in a Box. Dot com. Tucker, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. I mean, Fire Nation, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Tucker today. I mean, this is a guy who has been there, done that. Three number one New York Times bestsellers, transformed now from frat tire into entrepreneur extraordinaire awesome stuff. And Fire Nation, you know that our newsletter is simply a dub bomb. This is where I share the latest and greatest in the world of entrepreneurship. Just head over to eofire.com to subscribe or just text the word eofire to 33444. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Looking for a powerful web hosting solution and cloud-based productivity tools for your business? Visit hostpapa.com slash fire today and use our exclusive promo code FIRE to save 15% off their shared web hosting packages. That's hostpapa.com slash fire.